Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Just finished recording with Richard of D Evolution Studios, and what a fucking cool dude. Uh, I don't know if I've ever met anyone or talked to anyone who's who is in the Marines, a magician, loves tabletop games, building their own R2-D2s, and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, but apparently university you've done it. Uh, Richard is just honestly one of the nicest people I've ever talked to on here. Full of life, full of passion. Uh, uber nerd in such a great way. Let that nerd flag fly, and I'm with him. It is so much fun. I mean, we you know, we... We talk a lot about we talk a lot of stuff, and Mount Kilimanjaro is probably not the thing we talked about the most. That was more like tell me about tabletop games and why is South Park great. And just um, we talked about a lot of really great stuff. Uh, first thing you gotta do: check out devolutionstudios.com. They also have some apps. They have some really cool stuff. I'm in love with their artwork. I think it's beautiful. I love everything that the site. I've been looking through it the last few days. And they just, it's fucking awesome. On top of all of this, um, there is a Kickstarter going right now for the game that Richard created, Lil Cthulhu. It is a tabletop game, and I'm going to read you the description. A card game for two to five players where you, where you, Cutlass, a Cthulhu, backstab each other to appease Lil Cthulhu before going insane first. Clearly, I'm not great at that part of the reading the things. Uh, please, please, please check out this Kickstarter. This podcast is always free and will probably always be free. Uh, there's 15, if you're listening to this in real time, there are f- 14 days to go. There are 17,000 plus to get to the goal of 2300. Personally, I am going to back money because I absolutely believe in this project and I really wish you would. Uh, think of it as um, 100 plus free episodes. Let's chat. Give a buck or more. Um, the game sounds great. It's for kids and adults. But again, if you wanted to, you can just give a dollar. It would mean the world to us. Um, listen to Richard talk, and if you're not sold by him afterwards, I mean, this is a guy we talk about. I, I met an R2-D2 at Comic-Con one time, and it was a great experience, and how he wants to become part of the crew of people who makes R2-D2s to go to hospitals with sick kids to make them happy and make an R2-D2. How can you not want to give a dollar to someone who has this passion for the world? Oh, and he's a Marine, and that's pretty great. So, see, he served the country. Give the man a buck or more. Check out the video. The Kickstarter page is beautiful. Uh, everything, you can get to it through the website, devolutionstudios.com. You can find him on Kickstarter, project, slash project, slash devolution studios. Please, 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 please donate. And that is the last of that, I will beg. Anyway, let's uh quick plug for the show. As always, we are on Courtomp Art Networks. Please check out some of the other amazing shows. Follow us on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook page, CoreTempArts.com. I just created an Instagram. Um, the big thing here is make sure to go to DEvolutionStudios.com and go to the Kickstarter and please give a buck. Well, Richard, thanks for doing it. Let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. 
Godzilla, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris. Funk, Flash, the Flex, Love, Fun, Star, Ski. Just to start, you said you were watching South Park, and so immediately I knew we'd get along. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. South Park is my, is my like, uh, my go-to happiness. I mean... What uh, season are you watching? Uh, I'm watching the Turd Sandwich and uh, Giant Douche for President episode. <laughs> oh, how perfect for a time like this. Oh, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the best episode. That one and the one before it was even better. It was the, uh, the, uh, the one about uh, the largest crap. And you know, remember Bono? Oh, Bono? Was yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love that episode. The, the, those, these are like the my two favorite, uh, next to my all time favorite, which is uh, Scott Tenerman must die. Oh my god! I just talked about that with someone on here, and like it's it's ridiculous when Radiohead makes fun of Cartman at the oh, end. Oh god! It's or the a, kid. It's just it's so... the greatest episode. Cartman it's... kills his parents and feeds it to them. You just end of game. You win. <laughs> One of uh, my favorite, favorite South Park episodes is the Baby Farts McGeezak episode. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. That one's amazing. And then how it, and then like the moral of the story is how there's no uh, such thing as space cash. It's whatever value you that the planet. <laughs> yeah. And then we kind of get blocked out. And then like there's this part of me that wishes I was smart enough to be like, if we exi- if aliens existed, it'd be closer to this episode of South Park and, and District 9. The movie. Oh, like, God, yeah. <laughs> It's never anything cool, and we would fuck it up. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's so freaking hilarious that when, when they come up, Space Cash? I don't remember any Space Cash. Shut up, France! Mexico, are you building pools? <laughs> it's But, like, it's a level of humor that I'm just like, holy shit, this is funny for everyone, but this is really smart. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, the last season, the last season of South Park was on levels of making me so happy that I've ever seen beating up on political correctness. It, it just it just made my insides just jump for joy after every episode. I liked that. And it was interesting for me to see South Park actually have like an overarching story, which they usually don't do. So I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's this season and the previous season. Those two seasons have been like uh, uh, they had a complete. Well, last season wasn't the arc more as it was the uh, they were just making fun of Lord. It was oh, Lord yeah. in every single episode, and they were dumping on her every single episode. But when they oh, made, yeah. yeah, remember, I am Lord, 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 Lord. It was Randy. Yes, uh, I, the, my my favorite part was. Um, Yes, son, I'm Lord. Wait, what? And he goes and sits next to the computer and shows all the stuff. And then he, he puts the uh, the voice th- thing on it and he sounds like it and freaking he passes out. I'm like, best, best thing ever. And, and, and true South Park fashion, you can never really tell if they love or hate something because they make fun of things they love. Oh, yeah. And hate. So like, it's like, oh, they're kind of, I don't know, I'd be honored if South Park made fun of me. Oh, my God. Well, I think what they did is they got lambasted the year before because they made fun of Lord in an episode and everybody went apeshit over it. So, so they, they said, okay, fine, we're going to just do an entire season making fun of Lord. Yeah, it's funny because most people would like try to like, uh, you know, do Backtrack. the opposite. And oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no. And no, they're like, nope. nope. Every episode, we're just gonna make fun of Lord. God, and the God, the funny South Park. What season? What nineteen? And then better than ever. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, the, the, the uh, PC principal. Oh my God. Oh my God. Pu- pu- uh, was it pushing? Uh, 
pussy pussy crushing oh, <laughs> yeah yeah crush we're crushing the puss, <laughs> crushing the puss. hey we're not we're not doing it just to crush the puss oh, okay well i'm gonna do this and then i'm totally gonna crush the puss no steven we're not doing that well, there's one episode where like he's in a bar and he gets super aggressive and like aggro bro about like micro racial transgressions pers- happening and you're like Mic- yeah micro transgressions yeah the most stupid yeah. thing that ever came up in the world and I'm just oh like oh my god wow and I, I I'm like more on the PC side than most people uh, that were probably watching that anti it but then I was like huh. There's definitely something here that I didn't see that South Park does that they always show you the other side of something like the Mormon and the mormonism episode like the whole i'm kind of i'm an atheist and i was like oh those fucking idiots mormons and at the end of it i'm the asshole for just not letting people (laughs) believe and love what they want to do and oh yeah i completely forgot about that he's like you know fuck you stein and walked away yeah no that was true but i mean i love the 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 neck the where they were through the whole thing they were doing uh in the background it's like dum 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 and then when the wife said something they were smart 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 smart. smart. i was like (laughs) yes greatest thing ever i mean uh i see i'm on the opposite spectrum of political correctness um i i it drives me absolutely batty and it it just it it makes my brain kind of like hurt when i hear everybody trying to be politically correct and it's just like yes you shouldn't go out and purposely hurt somebody but the political correctness is just like my I, 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 what can i say anymore so yeah, I, i'm not surrounded enough by it because i guess that that south park showed me i was like oh i guess that's a good thing right i guess certain words we shouldn't call people and then i'm like oh south park it's a whole different thing where it's just like it's just bros trying to get pussy yeah <laughs> some pussy and i was like oh you don't actually believe what you're saying you're not trying to change the world or make oh. it better for those who are discriminated against you're just trying to get laid yeah well most people that are trying to bring up political correctness are just trying to do it to get you in gotcha moments a lot yep. of I, yeah. I i see it all the, the time <laughs> yeah oh, oh mo not the internet but yeah so it's just like you know i i I mean, listen, you, you never want to hurt somebody, but like I, I got in a random conversation with this guy, a guy on a subway here in New York City. Uh, and he, he was a black guy and I was like, he was reading this really hilarious book called uh, uh, A Guide to Curmudgeons. And I thought it was, <laughs> and I was, re- I looked at the cover and I had to walk up to him and I was like, man, can I take a picture of that cover? Because I know a couple people who are horrible curmudgeons and i just want to send it to them they're my great friends but i call them curmudgeons because just that's what they are well it turns out that there are two definitions of curmudgeons the ones where you know they're just like "Eh, nothing's good blah 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 and then there's the other one that is they say what they want and they don't care and that turned out to be me and i was like crap i didn't know i was a curmudgeon and we got into the subway and we started having this great conversation and i was like and uh, he said, so what's your, what's the worst thing in political correctness that you hate? And I says, honestly, the term African-American. And he goes, I know, I fucking hate that. And he, oh, I was like, I'm with you on that one too. And I was like, what is everybody in American and stuff like that? And he was or like, African. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, I'm black. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I, I say black. I mean, you are never going to call me ca- Caucasian. Uh, I mean, you're going to call me white or cracker. And, you know, I, I, I'm okay with either one of those, but it's just like, if you called me Caucasian, I would look at you sideways going, what the F are you talking about? So, yeah. 
Way, well, way too. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the whole African, it's such a Eurocentric thing where it's like, well, everyone's American. I'm like, yeah, that term doesn't work in Canada or anywhere else in the world. And not everyone who's black is from Africa, from a country in Africa. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like, it's it's insulting to people. Yeah. And so it's just like, one. It just white, it, it, you're, uh, you're whitewashing someone's culture because like. I've had many friends from all different parts of uh, the continent of Africa, and there's a different culture in Sierra Leone and Nigeria and Congo and Ethiopia and Egypt. Like when you just say African-American, you're just taking away the fact that like there's a separate culture and and a pride in like the same way that everyone is like pride for being Portuguese or Italian or something. And oh, man, exactly. Ethiopian food on top of that is just to fucking die for. Oh, God. Yeah. I uh, true. I do remember when I was younger making the funny Ethiopian food jokes, but yeah, it's amazing. I was yeah, actually just because it's South yeah. Park. I don't make fun of it. Yeah, um, I actually lived. Uh, not lived. I was in Africa for uh, two weeks. Um, in oh wow September. Yeah, when uh, Scott I wrote to me uh, the wonderful Scott. I'm not sure if we're supposed to. I've never worked with a PR person, so I, let's sell them out. <laughs> I've never worked with a PR person before. I mean, yeah. it, it's like I, the, basically when I was doing this whole story, Kickstarter, he's a friend. He's a friend of a friend um, who does gaming just like I do. We both make video games and card games, and uh, Scott's been working with him. And I was like, you know, what? one help out of a friend, and two get somebody in that you know uh, that knows a little bit more about this stuff than I do, and you know, have some fun together. Oh, cool. So, hello, Scott. I assume you're listening. Um, yeah, actually, he's a friend of a friend as well. So I, I t- met him once on like a Skype call for like a meeting type thing. Oh. Uh, super nice guy. But when he re- reached out, he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. First off, so I'm reading. He's like, oh, um, do you want to oh. have this guy on? And I was like, oh, yeah, this game sounds awesome. And then also, I just have to read the part that he write because everyone needs to. When you get a message, like, do you want to talk to someone about their Kickstarter that's making a tabletop game? Yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, by the way, he's also a magician, retired U.S. Marine sniper, climbing all of the world's highest mountains. So, Marine, oddly enough, yes, yeah, you're just a Marine. I've climbed mountains, magician. Uh, he always likes to call me a sniper, but uh, yeah, but yeah. So, like, I, where does Marine and a magician? I didn't know there's a Venn diagram of the two. I don't think they come anywhere near each other. Uh, when Is I was, it just you? Uh, when I was in the Marine, I've been doing magic since I was like a young kid. Um, yeah why well, um, assume i just assume no one starts magic at like 30 yeah no because they don't want to lose friends <laughs> yeah but I, I think magic is actually rather cool I'm oh, a, I, love, I like that stuff i love yeah, magic I love but you, and stuff. it's it, it's the, the problem is is um magic is uh only one step higher than a mime so it's just like you don't get that many friends when you're doing it. But <laughs> hell, I've I've always loved it. But um, I, I really, really started getting serious with it when I was in the Marine Corps. Because, I mean, you're stationed in like uh, you're in operate ops and stuff like that where you're way out in the middle of nowhere with nothing really to do. Um, and so, you know, you're practicing. And I, I got really good at it and uh, started doing it for a while and uh, left the Marine Corps, kept doing it um, and had a lot of fun. So let's start. From, where are you from originally? I'll oh, do like God. a quick. Oh God! Here, let's go with this story. Uh, I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I was born in Anchorage. Uh, I've lived in uh, uh, what was it? Nine states and four countries up wow. to this date. Um, uh, I've lived in the U.S., Canada. I've lived in the U.K. and Sweden. Uh, and, and now you're based in New York. Yes, sir. And so, did you go from high school right to the military? 
Uh, no, actually, I decided I wanted to be a photographer slash DJ for a while and play around. But then I, I you know, came around and said, you know what, I, I, I actually wanted to uh, do like really hardcore stuff. And uh, someone said I couldn't do in the Marine Corps. And I was like, okay, perfect. Let's go to the Marine Corps. And uh, <laughs> that's where it went. Yeah, I, I'm not really a big fan of somebody saying you can't do something. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. How long were you in the Marines for? Uh, I was in for four and a, four years active and four and a half inactive. Wow, that's awesome! And you got to yeah. go all over and do cool stuff. Oh yeah, we we got to go. Uh, I got to go to Norway and a couple of the good places. So it was a lot of fun. That's that's awesome. And but so while you're in the Marine Corps, you're also a magician. So this is the part where I just need to hammer home to people because I don't think I've ever heard of that. Because there's a stereotype <laughs> of magician and a stereotype of the Marines, and uh, I don't think you're fitting either. And I well, love that about people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they say us Marines make people disappear in a different way. But um, no. <laughs> um, That's really funny. <laughs> uh, but no, it, the thing is, is um, you have to do something to keep yourself sane in the Marine Corps. And everybody yeah. has their hobbies and stuff like that. And uh, magic was just a good thing. It's a nice calming thing. That's awesome. And so magic started for you young? Oh, yeah, I did it. I started at like the age of six um, and been doing it like off and on ever since. Um, I I mean, I'm looking right now. I'm in my living room and I see what three decks of cards over there and a deck of cards over here. And one deck of cards I turned into an actual game. Uh, Actually, Little Cthulhu was printed the the first one uh, that I ever made. The like the proto prototype um, was written on blank bicycle deck. So, that's awesome. so and yeah, so and then the other thing is you make you make tabletop games. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is. <laughs> so you're definitely the creative type that just doesn't sit still. Yeah, I, yeah. We, well, I I love making things. I've been making mm-hmm. um uh like um uh digital games for a while. Uh, Devolution Studios has published um uh three apps for ourselves um on the App Store, iOS and Android. And then we uh help other people get their games out and we I've been making card games and board games for years. I just never thought really to publish them. So, so I think it's an interesting time because I think there was a period a few years back where it's like uh, apps are coming, cards are gone, comic books are gone, the digital revolution is coming. But I think, in a way, everything's kind of gotten strengthened. I feel like I play card games more now than ever, and I well, like. And comic books are coming back in a big bad way. Oh, my! My wife is. Uh, I I used to be a huge comic book collector. My wife is now taking over the mantle because I've got way too many things to play with. Uh, but no, it's it's the 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 hipsters did it for us. Um, it's great. Uh, they, 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 everything old was new. And so basically what ended up happening was um, they were like, oh, let's play tabletop games and stuff like that. And tabletop games just had a huge influx in the last like four or five years. And so uh, oh, it's, that's where we are today. Yeah, there, I used to, there was like a show I used to watch, I think, on YouTube. It was like through uh, Felicia Day. I forgot. It was oh, like uh, of, yeah, it's what? tabletop. Uh, you mean the one with Will Wheaton? Yeah, yeah, Will Wheaton, that's right, because yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I listened to Nerdist talk. Podcast, so I heard about it on that. I was like, oh, yeah, and because when I was in college, I mean, Apples to Apples was just getting into its peak, and now Cards Against Humanity, you can't pull me away from it. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, you should see all the different types that are up on Kickstarter right now for Cards Against Humanity. They think like Cards Against Technology, stuff like this, so it's, 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 it's getting its uh, due love. No, and it's, it's great, so then... 
Uh, what is your process for? Is this this isn't your first game that you're doing Kickstarter and man Kickstarter from I've I've liked I love having people on who have Kickstarters, but it is really like having a fucking full time job to get one of those things. Oh in. Jesus God! I uh, you know what? I, let me tell you something. No, I now to, to be honest, I had never done a Kickstarter before. Um, my Kickstarter page looks like I've done a thousand of them. Uh, it looks really good, and the video too. I wanted to ask you about how you got such high quality video. I actually made it. Wow. Yeah, I learned how to do this, uh, use this program called After Effects. Um, and uh, it took me about uh, two weeks to learn how to use it into a way that I could make a functioning video. But yeah, uh, no, I, basically what happens is I've got an amazing artist. So he gives me great base art, but I can know how to use photo. I used to work in marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. So um, I know like I have the ability to create something visually looking good. So I basically ripped off every great kickstarter campaign and tried to make the best looking kickstarter campaign that like page that was possible so that's that's, so important yeah it it turned out like i mean everybody's like oh wow this is a beautiful page like when people get there they're like wow this is really cool this is well really put together who the hell are you um um other than that it's like it's it's like once people like find it see it, it it's it, i feel like it's an easy sell but um getting people there is just like the the dogged dogged pain in the butt and it's just it's only like ask friends and family and everyone oh my god oh god Please, yeah like just look at it and like oh, i don't know kick who yeah like, people, uh... people go like this they like they think that you put something up on kickstarter and the world comes to you no no way, any way. Simple. You have got to have a a following. You have to have people. You have to get them. You have to drive them. You have to drag them. There are a couple of services out there that are absolutely amazing that I would I would like bow down and say that they've done more for this campaign than hell a lot of other stuff that I've done. So it's just like think of what you want to do. Email your friends. Get them together. Uh, make sure that you have outlets. Uh, I, I'm lucky I'm working with Scott. So, you know, he's helped me out. We, he helped me get on uh, Geek Dad. I mean, Geek Dad did a review of the game. I was like, whoa. So it, it's it's such an amazing world out there. Like there's just so much stuff that you don't know of. And like from doing the podcast, I like meet people all the time. And I'm like, you hear about 35 new websites that are everything you love. Like, why did I not know about this? Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, it, it Kickstarter is the hardest thing I think I've done besides Kilimanjaro and the Marine Corps. I, <laughs> I can honestly say that. I mean, th- this is a close number three because I mean, you're sitting here begging these numbers to go up, and whenever you see a bid uh, a pledge come in, you're sort of like, "Yay!" And I then, think you should uh, tell that to Kickstarter. That would be a great uh, like slogan for them. <laughs> no it's funny but but there's also what people don't understand is that people cancel as well and that is the most oh i didn't can, know that oh my god you'll get like 20 30 people that have backed your campaign and then one person cancels and it feels like somebody's like ripping your <laughs> your heart out and and you, you, you got to think oh you know what maybe there was a problem maybe they you know they they ran into some financial help or something like that but in the back of your head you're like what screw you come on what you went for the the the, the cats game or something come on give me my <laughs> so it's it's always it's just you, you you have the app and it pops up an alert. You got a backer. You got a backer. You got, it's the coolest thing. But just watching that thing trickle up 
and up and just just come on one more percent one more percent it's it is the most life draining thing you will ever do and, and so um could you can you maybe explain to people what your game's about because instead of having me do it wrong we should ask oh, you sure yeah well yeah actually yeah we'll talk about my game uh so basically uh our game is called little cthulhu and uh little cthulhu is basically uh you as a player are cultists of cthulhu and uh, Cthulhu himself has sort of said, hey, you guys, uh, come here. I've got something for you to do. Uh, you need to take care of my little offspring, little Cthulhu. And basically what it is is a uh, how long can you survive pressure luck game where it's players against the deck or basically against little Cthulhu. And basically what you're trying to do is give him toys that he's asking for, like uh, the death rattle, the necronomic coloring book, his daddy bear, and uh, get, get the, collect the pieces for him and give it to him. Uh, it's a very high level, but the, really, the, uh, the idea behind the game is, is everything in this game costs sanity. Everything. And the only way you can actually get sanity back is by collecting these things, these parts of the toys, and giving them to uh, little Cthulhu. And uh, if you do, you win. Most of the time, you lose the game most people like you get to the uh the person who's got the last uh, who has sanity last is the winner um so yeah that's sort of the high level of the game and um for anyone listening if you haven't already looked at the kickstarter thing the artwork for your stuff is just goddamn beautiful oh thank you oh see i've got uh my artist um this is the funniest thing the funniest story um i uh what was it Six years ago, I started the company, and I needed a, uh, a monkey for the Devolution Studios logo. And so I did this 99 Designs, and he came, this guy came out of nowhere and just blew everybody away. It's like, okay, cool. Turns out he lives in Jakarta, Indonesia, <laughs> and does some of the most amazing art. And him and I just – we have a, uh, this, 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 a brain mind meld together because – if I showed you what a sketch I look like and what it turns out to be, you would choke and laugh going, how does this become reality? Um, but yeah, no, he's done all my video games, all of every, he, and he will do every game I will ever do, period. Yeah, because like the, I'm a, I'm a huge animation fan, obviously, we like South Park, but like um, the game has this ability from the, the previews, and I'm, I'm looking through the Kickstarter as we talk. It's like for kids, but also for adults. But like the animation is just spooky enough, not spooky enough to be scary for kids, but just cool enough where you can play it. Like I'm probably going to like if I, I'm going to buy this and play this as an adult without kids and feel OK about it. Well, yeah, the thing is, is we, you've got to there is that level. There is the level of cuteness that's adultness. And that's sort of how South Park does. That's how we've done this. I mean, we've got evil teddy bears. I mean, when you look at it, you know, it's a teddy bear. But when you really look at it, you see the fangs, you see the ripped patches, you see his eye got a scar on it. And he's actually really missing an eye. Um, oh, uh, a, a little trivia thing. Every single one of my games has a character that's missing an eye. Don't know why I do it. Just always oh, do it. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, and every single one of my games has something that's jade in it, uh, my um, or, or um, November third in it. They always have those two things in every game. Jade is my uh, uh, niece's name, and so I put her name in every single game I put in. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So uh, in uh, Little Cthulhu, we have the Jade Cultist Mask is one of the cards. So, so if anybody ever gets the game and sees that, it's after my niece. 
and, and there's um some pretty good like if people back you can back as low as a dollar but and then you can go pretty high up but you get some cool uh perks oh yeah give. yeah yeah oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt uh <laughs> oh no 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 you this oh, yeah. is your time oh no no um basically what happened uh, we do 25 for the basic game and we can get and it's free shipping to the united states canada europe and australia um and for thirty, you get a uh, a bonus of the first expansion pack. Uh, we weren't going to release it, but we thought, you know what, it'd be fun for Kickstarter. So uh, the expansion pack, which is for holidays, um, and for um, fifty five, you can get two games, uh, which is like five dollars off for free with free shipping. Uh, but for three hundred dollars, uh, we 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 wanted to have a, a fun perk where uh, a person can come in and we have cards and we know what the cards do. But the art isn't complete for it, and that's part of what this Kickstarter is about. We want to complete the, the, the art for 10 of these cards. They can come in and help us, number one, design what the toy should be and name the card. And so what we'll do is we'll, like if uh, one of my friends actually backed it, and he's a firefighter, and we're thinking about making a, like a really uh, skull-looking, evil-looking firefighter toy and uh, making that toy, and then his, uh, his name, Bill, will be you know, underneath the, uh, the picture as well. So he, oh, That's really cool. Yeah. If Kickstarter did not exist, how does an amateur person like you or an amateur gamer make games? Like, is this something that couldn't exist? It doesn't exist. It didn't exist. Like, it can't yeah. exist. The, the, I was just—I was thinking about. I was looking through this. I was like, "Oh, what a cool idea!" And I was like, "If you're not Hasbro or Bradley or Milton Borough or something, yeah. like, I, I don't know. That's where I don't know the toy company world. I don't know anything about it." I was like, "I don't think before Kickstarter, anyone could have that kind of money on hand." It's—it's it's what you would have to do is you have to uh, go to the toy fair, like the New York toy fair with a couple of prototypes and beg over there uh, and hope a, a big box picks it up or something to that effect. The thing is, is if you don't have money to back yourself, you can't make these things to get them out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, getting the money to get the thing out, to get the thing completed and getting it out. That's what Kickstarter is about. Um, uh, it's now starting to turn into a little bit more of an order taking place than it was for a, a pure Kickstarter. But, you know, it, it's working. It's getting rid of the middleman and places oh, like... Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, you've got... Um, I mean, uh, Joking Hazard and um, Exploding Kittens. They, 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 it would never have done what it did uh, there uh, any place else. But because they have these... They're, they're, they, that social media, they have those people back there it's it's there i mean they've got all those backers they can point them to a place and their fans they're going to go there they're going to throw the 25 dollars in or 30 dollars in and be very happy to back a somebody that they know a, a social media personality so it's a great place for stuff like that do you remember when the uh veronica mars movie oh yeah mm -hmm. oh god yeah even Zach Braff and people like got mad. And I remember like the argument I was talking to someone and I was like, just don't give them your money. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's okay. Like you don't have to get mad at Zach Braff or, and I love Veronica Mars. So I was like, just don't do it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, you could be mad and you cannot like uh, stuff. I mean, heck I've, I've had people not like my Kickstarter. It's they're They're like, I've had some people like, Oh wow. No, I, I don't like that. I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, thank you cool. for even taking a chance to even look at it. That makes me, that makes me happy. Uh, but thank, thank you for even looking. Uh, I can't, I can't make everybody happy all the time. 
Uh, but I'm I'm here to make you know my, my this small core part of the world that you know I might be able to touch through Kickstarter uh, have a little quirky fun with their friends sometime. And if everyone did like it, then you made a pretty bad product because mediocrity oh, yeah. is the worst. Oh god, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I I if somebody hates you, you're doing something right. Yeah, there's there's certain people you want to hate you. Like I want to meet someone from like the clan and i want them to hate me and then i've done i've done something right oh yeah what well, yeah exactly i mean i i've i've had pe- i've had many people hate me because i yeah, just basically who i am so i'm perfectly fine with people hating a game a little bit or something but it's 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 not for them it's for it's for the good people. It's for the, you know, the great people out there that, you know, like, Hey, you know what? I want to give this a chance or, Oh, I found that funny or, Oh, that was so cute. I really want to have that. Or my, my niece would love that. You know, that, that, that's what I'm doing this for. It's kind of, I like that board games are kind of coming back in a big, bad way. Cause I love playing Monopoly with my family and stuff. Minus the, the, you know, the fights it caused. I'm sorry. Oh. I think of the trauma of all the Monopoly games. Everybody- but like, I like that indie gaming can actually be for the family now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love the fact that the rules are the only way a Monopoly game can win is if you flip the table. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just I, I've I've been in love with board games. I mean, Shoots and Ladders, believe it or not, was one of my favorite games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a completely random game completely there was no skill in it whatsoever, but I loved it. I don't know why, but I've always loved it. It had a special place in my heart. I just played Uno with my in-laws recently, just because. Oh um, I don't know why we did. We just we just did. I mean, I went to I worked at, I worked at and went to summer camps for years. So like that stuff is in my blood. Connect Four. Oh Uno. yeah, Uno is great. Risk is great. I mean, Risk, all the yeah. classics are, are. I mean, you can't. Clue is a great game. Oh yeah, and the movie even oh, better. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I, that was actually a fun, great movie. I forgot about that too. So yeah, I watched it for the first time on Netflix with my wife uh, as an adult. I never saw it as a kid, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome!" Whoa. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's some. There's some great else. things. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, the nerd in me is so happy right now. Uh, because I know. I, isn't it great? Oh God, yeah. I mean, we, we I, new Daredevil on Friday. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is I we've been living in the like the the nerd culture really lived in the shadow of like D and D and Magic the Gathering and Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh for the longest time, and it just seems like with the with the explosion of Comic Con and the explosions of Paxes and all of these things where and Dragon Con and Gen Con where people are you know just going out in costumes and just letting their nerd flag fly. It's just, it's like, you know, you could say I'm a nerd, I'm a geek with pride, and everybody's like, oh, okay, cool, that's awesome. And there's like specificity, because like, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Simpsons nerd, well, I literally am, but like, so there's nerddom, and then there's nerddom to very even more specific things, it's just even so great, but like, oh, I'm a, I'm a South Park nerd, or I'm a Star Wars nerd. Oh, it's, yeah, and, but, it, and it's cool, I mean, and, it, but that's fine, but that's cool, I'm a board game nerd, I'm a card game nerd, hell, I'm a Disney nerd, I mean, I, I don't know how well that really fits, because I still think Disney somehow has a, a child's thing about it, but, oh my god, I'm a huge Disney fan. Oh, yeah, man, I want, I, I, I cannot wait to see Zootopia, I believe that's Disney. Uh, yes, Disney, that is Zootopia, yes. Yeah, yeah, I want to oh. see that, oh yeah, I love animation, see, I like CGI. I just, I just love, I just love animation so much. I've always have, always will. And it's, it's nice to know that like I have a nephew who's two, and I'm like, 
he doesn't understand it. I'm like, don't worry, Ben, you can like these things when you get older too. Cause when I was a kid, I couldn't, you know, I play with Ninja Turtle toys and that was it. And then oh. you're like, all right, when you get older, it's, o- it's over. And now I'm like, fuck man, I'm, I'm 31. I'm in my room and I have a piece of fat, the flash fan art on my wall and a, a, a piece of Calvin and Hobbes fan art about Nancy on my wall. Oh and God. I'm fucking yeah. proud of it. Well, I mean, I, I'm looking right now at my TV and in the lower uh, left corner is a um uh the entire uh lego uh lego dimensions oh that's so cool oh my god i bought we got like 12 sets there and i've got i i honestly not joking you i have a small r2d2 he's about two feet tall right beside me where i'm sitting Uh, oh do you don't even want to know what i'm doing next year are you Don't making your own R two D two? Oh, I'm making the full, full, full R R C fully functioning, fully everything spec down to art. Uh, no, I do want to know about it. You want to? It's funny you say that because I was at Comic Con Rhode Island this year, and I, I live in Providence, and it was awesome. And uh, so there's a lot of celebrities there, and it, it's cool. You see celebrities in this cool time. I got to accidentally meet Henry Winkler, and it was a lovely experience. Nice. Someone had a fully working R two D two. It's mm-hmm. like a club. It's and the RC. I, it's the R two D two builders club uh, that I'm a yes, part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, a part of them. That. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. I'm gonna have to, I have a picture with me next to a working R two D two, and I swear to God, it looks like I'm I'm floating. I'm like, oh my God. I I couldn't I couldn't keep it together. I was like, oh no. They had it at our <laughs> Comic Con, and I I was like, but the thing is, is at that Comic Con, that's when I decided I was gonna build it because I've always wanted it since I was a kid. I've always wanted an R two, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna build it. Um, uh, it's kind of like the game. I, I was like, I've always wanted to make a physical card game. I did it. I decided to build it. It's on Kickstarter. I'm going to make this R2-D2, and I'm going to bring it to charity events. That's what, like, I'm going to bring it over to the cancer hospitals and all that and run them around and have oh. kids take pictures with it. That's my that's my goal. I want to take this little R2-D2 and make kids happy. That's so sweet. And uh, and people do that with the uh, Back to the Future car. Oh, and, God, and all the yes. Comic- it's like, it's so cool. Like, and the best fandom... The people who are into fandom are just really good, sweet people. Uh, yeah, don't now. Don't start saying I'm sweet. If 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 I mean, uh, me being a marine stuff. then gets like sweet and stuff, it's it's uh, my my reputation's over. But <laughs> and, and you have a good heart. Like I mean, your goal is to make your own R two D two to bring it to hospitals for kids with cancer. That's very nice. Yeah, I just I I really because I've never seen anybody's faces light up more than kids when there's an R two D two beside them. I, 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 just, uh, I yeah. I got to interview someone on here who was um, in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like, they were in that opening scene, which is you know, oh, a pretty big movie. That's and pretty damn awesome. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um, Anna Maria Leonte, such a sweet person. Oh. But we were talking, I was like, how do you keep it together on BB 8? <laughs> I mean, not, not, because at the time, um, uh, the guy who played Finn was a nobody. Like, I didn't know who that was. Adam Driver, you know, good size yep. name. And, uh oscar isaac she knew who that was and she's like yeah you know you just it's fine but like just see bb8 before the movie even come out she's like was telling me how it just put joy in her heart just seeing that thing in real life oh well see the funny thing is is i had to make a honest to god decision to do bb8 or r2d2 I don't know how the how a BB-8 would even work. That just oh, so do just go online right now to uh, to YouTube. Uh, there are people that are making it. They figured it out, and hell, they've got BB-8s that are working better than the ones that were on the uh, actual movie now. 
Oh god, I saw a picture online where they they fly with it and it flies on the plane in a chair. Yes. <laughs> like, oh god, he's so small. He's like a really great. I mean, I love BB-8 because he's a very small robot and he he's easily to bring around. R2D2 is like a hundred pounds once you're done with it. Hundred and two hundred pounds. Huge. It came up about. I'm like five six, and it came up to like my stomach. Oh yeah, it's it's like my waist. It's it's like, it's a big freaking robot. <laughs> it makes the noises. Oh man, it was. Oh, god. I, I gotta put it online. It was such a cool. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And and the guy I talked to who made it was just, you know, he was. You could just tell he's like, yeah. Oh, he he's so it. proud. I mean, you, you he it, should once be. you get oh once you get into the R2D2's Builders Club, you would not believe the the resources they have. They have original uh, blueprints. They have better blueprints than the originals. They have specs, pictures. They have people that are actually machining parts for this thing and selling them. It's it's a community that you will you, you couldn't not love enough. And and then oh, I went to the uh, Star Wars costume exhibit in New York mm. recently, and I saw Yoda. And uh, I'm a big Henson, oh, God, puppet yeah. nerd, if you will. <laughs> and uh, that was the thing I couldn't control over. Like, you know, everything. I actually seen R two D two BB eight and C three PO was pretty cool. But seeing Yoda, I was like, oh, the, 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 uh, Frank Oz put his hand right there. And, and, and then like people had to control me. <laughs> Love me, you will. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and I'm not even like a Star Wars fanatic. Like, I like it. But I was like, I, but, oh, my God, it's Frank. It, just seeing a Muppet was just like. <gasps> uh, do, do you ever watch um, uh, Tested or anything with um, Adam Savage? No, I don't have cable, and I wish all that oh, was no, on no, Netflix. No, 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 no. This is all online. They're doing everything right. online and YouTube. It's called Tested? Tested, yeah. Tested. I'm, I'm, plugging tested. Right I'm plugging Tested.com and Adam and the guys. Um, Adam and, and a bunch of the guy, a bunch of other people, they've got a channel, a YouTube channel and everything, where Adam builds stuff and one day builds and really cool, great stuff like that. If, if you're even anywhere close to a nerd and like Mythbusters and any of that stuff, you you got to go see that channel because it just it just seeing Adam, Adam is like uh, he's like my soul brother. I mean, if I ever met this guy, I would I, I would probably go crazy. But the shit, he's I mean, so funny. Oh my god! But he goes. What have you ever heard him on the Nerdist podcast? Oh god, yeah, yeah, he's so fucking funny. He goes toe to toe with comedians. He cracks me up so hard. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe you just said that. Well, I mean, on tested, he went to a puppet place and Mm. he he custom made his own puppet. And these are the guys that did like Avenue Q puppets and stuff like that. So oh, he designed wow. and they, they cut out and they made and they just showed them making a puppet. It was like it was like a 45 minute episode of whatever it was. And it was awesome. And it, I, I'm a huge puppet fan as well. I, I, I just ridiculous puppet fan. So, yeah, me too. I, I had a puppeteer on here once. And then ever since then, I've just been diving deep into it. Um, John Bristol made a movie called Head and it is a. Uh, like a 1980s style like b horror movie with puppets <laughs> everyone should check it out it's oh god no no i i just wrote that down i gotta go see that yeah uh, i think it's on vod um from connecticut they're not even like famous like they all like have jobs and they just live the creative life on the side such good people uh they were doing oh. kickstarter that's how we got connected a friend of a friend of mine was in one of their movies and i was like oh, wow. come on my show promote your kickstarter i want to talk about puppets <laughs> I was reading the, the Henson biography at the time, so it was a couple of years oh, ago. 
Hence, the biography is just absolutely amazing. I mean, yeah. just the, this is the whole thing. I mean, Muppets, the um, uh, oh, the, the dinosaur one. I forget about that. What? The, oh, the uh, the TV show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dinosaurs. I uh, own those DVDs and watch those regularly. <laughs> it is a, yeah, surprisingly dark show. Do you remember oh. how it ends? I don't know. I don't remember how oh, it ends. Well, Was it like spoil the, the, the global warming? <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. I thought it was like a, yeah. the uh, an I, I a storm or something like that. Yeah, the uh, We See So yeah. Company, the locking company, is it? Are they build a property over something that changes the environment and the ice age comes? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. Oh God, I love. I, it's all about environmentalism. <laughs> oh God, I mean the the the, sh- the shows that we true to be hundred percent honest, the shows that we watched when we were younger, and me a little bit more so. Um, uh, they they would never be on TV today. No, no, I don't know what kids watch because I don't have kids. But well, no, I no, try- but like, like what, like what? No, what? Like I watched as a kid. You couldn't put it on TV. You just you oh, would no. never been able to. Oh my God, no! Back to the uh, round circle. Back to political correctness. That shit would have yeah, never true. flown. <laughs> never, never. And you watch and you watch some of that stuff. You're like, wow. Like, <laughs> How is this on TV? Like when you watch even like All in the Family, like it's like, oh my god, it's funny, but there's also like that's kind of racist. kind of racist. That was yeah. that was not even degrees. That thing was so. Some of these shows were so racist. It was absolutely brilliantly just wrong. But I well, mean, if you, <laughs> if you try to watch like Eddie Murphy's Raw, oh. he says the word fag like nine thousand times. Yes, I know. And it's like, oh, oh. god. Oh well, you know, but no, I mean it's it's a, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, the way um, uh, the, the movies and shows are today. I mean, I love how the irreverency of South Park and Family Guy and all that stuff. Well, there was a time where the Simpsons, the fucking Simpsons, was considered brash. Oh yeah, see, I've never gotten into the Simpsons. I'll admit that I, I've been watching them a little bit more lately, but South, Simpsons just never really like hit me the way like South Park did. Yeah, I started watching it as a kid, so I have that nostalgia tied to it. But it uh, is yeah. incredible. But yeah, but I Simpsons is weird because there's more seasons of the Simpsons that exist that I don't know or like than the than the stuff I actually like. So I'm like seasons two to ten kind of person, maybe yeah, exactly. like nine. But then there's like 11 to 26 that I don't know anything about. And that's so it, it's a weird thing where South Park is 19 seasons. And I think I think it actually increases quality every season. I mean, there's episodes I, I don't love, but. Oh, yeah, there's, there, there's, there's, there's like maybe one or two seasons that were just like not the greatest, but they were still funny. When you like when you compare them to the rest, they're not that funny, but you put them themselves like, OK, that was brilliant. Yeah, the bar is just so high with South Park. Oh yeah, no, no, it's oh, so God! <laughs> so oh, this is such a true a nerd podcast because you mentioned climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and now I bring it up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, is um, I, I I was born in Alaska. We had that conversation, and um, my father was a bush pilot, uh, so we flew all over Alaska. Uh, it was sort of like a taxi service. And, uh, what's a bush pilot? I don't know that term. Oh, okay. A uh, bush pilot in, in Alaska, you don't really have, well, when I was living there, uh, 74, 75, 76, uh, you don't really have a lot of roads. So the mm. best way you get around is you fly these planes and you land these planes in fields, you land them in rivers and stuff like that. It's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, believe it or not. 
That is um, so cool. And so we used to fly around and we used to see Mount McKinley all the time. And as a kid, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, I want to climb that mountain. And my dad was like, you know, why do you want to do that? And I'm like, well, because it's the tallest mountain in the world. And he sort of laughed at me and says, that's not the tallest mountain in the world. It is the tallest one in the United States, but, uh, but it's not in the world. And I said, okay, then I'm going to climb the biggest one in the world. And my entire life, I've always wanted to climb. I've wanted to climb Denali slash McKinley um, my entire life. So it's just sort of gotten to the point where it's like, I'm going to climb the seven summits. And uh, Kilimanjaro was the first one. That's so – where is – that's Africa. And it's in Africa because of the Toto song. Yeah, Tanzania. Tanzania, It's wow. in Tanzania. Yeah, uh, it's uh, south of Kenya. Uh, it's on the Kenya-Tanzania border. Um, and it was a uh, nine-day uh, trek. We were seven days up, two days down. Uh, climbed to 19,000 plus feet. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. How do now is there you go with a group or like? Oh yeah, you 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 hire porters, you hire a team. I was with uh, five other people, um, and oh my god, our team. Uh, basically, normally you get together and there's a bunch of couples and stuff like that. Our group was six people who didn't know anybody, and we all got together and had the blast. It was murderous. It was like climbing that mountain. I mean, you, you lose your breath. You're, you're you just you're just trying to breathe, uh, but we still had a, a, a one hell of a time. And you must still keep in touch with those people. Uh, yeah, actually, we've, we're on Facebook a lot. We're uh, chatting back and forth um, all the time. Hopefully, I we, we kept making a joke that we'd go back next year. Yeah, there's no way I'm climbing that mountain again. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! Yeah, one time. Well, yeah, I mean, it was like, a that... dust bowl. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, that's such an experience that I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I can't relate to that. Not even a little. Uh, the, that is the weird thing. It is very odd being able to be like, when you're talking to people about it, uh, they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And the pictures are really cool, but you can't, you can't really express it. So I actually video, videotape the entire thing, like every day. Uh, I think I've got a, somewhere in the neighborhood of eight hours, eight to 10 hours worth of video. Um, that, uh, that as soon as this Kickstarter is done, I'm actually going to cut it together and make a, like a one hour, hour and a half documentary out of it. Oh man, that's not, that's, that, that is fascinating. So you, you really just don't like sitting still. <laughs> oh geez. No, no, I get, uh, my, my wife tells me this all the time. I get bored easily. Um, yeah. uh, I I've done photography professionally, DJing magic, climb mountains, Marine Corps. Uh, I mean, I, I love doing things because, I, I feel like, you know, the, the more things you do, the more you get out of life. And uh, I just uh, and I also love helping other people. Uh, like when somebody else is doing a project, I love getting in there and really helping them. It makes me feel like, oh, cool. You know, let's get in and help them. Let's let's make this happen, too. So, yeah, I don't sit still very well. Well, I mean, I, I obviously I'm really liking what you're doing because the game looks amazing and all the R2-D2 stuff sounds incredible. And the. Uh... <laughs> Exactly. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's uh, your 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 heart is in the right place. So, so where are you at, by the way? Uh, Providence. Oh, Rhode Island. Okay, you're going to go be yeah. going to the the. Do you do the PAX stuff at all? What? Uh, what's that? Oh dear, you don't know I, about PAX? No, I'm like a. I have I, I I'm like a to like a bro. I'm a nerd, but to the nerds, I have like my toes in the water. Okay, well, you know, I, I look like a, a, a non-nerd, but no. Uh, PAX is the Penny Arcade Expo, and it's where uh, there's yes, one. And it, 
And it is honestly one of the coolest places to go and see about uh, uh, video games and board games and card games and stuff like that. They had, like League of Legends had this hu- had huge booze out there, and you see all these new announcements like Overwatch and uh, uh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone, and all this by Blizzard. It's j- it's where they announce like the coolest, biggest, awesome games. It, this where is this located? Boston. It's at the Boston oh, okay. Convention Center, and uh, it's actually this year in April, and it is it is probably the most fun you can have. Uh, it's ju- if you if you like games in any way, it, Penny it's, Arcade it's awesome. Expo. Said, yep. Penny, I'm looking yep. this up right now. Yeah, it's PAX. Yeah, PAX East is what it's called. Oh. Um, yeah. Why did I not know about this? I'm kind of oh, mad at yeah. myself right now, people. <laughs> oh God, no, no! If it, if you've, I mean, it, getting tickets to PAX East is like it's worse than getting Comic Con tickets. Uh, Comic Con, I think, sells out in like uh, an hour and a half. I think PAX sells out, especially it's Saturday and it's three day badges in I think two hours, an hour and a half, something like that. Oh my God! Yeah, you're not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. tried to go to Comic Con New York this year, sold out so fast, couldn't couldn't get in. I was so oh. bummed. Oh, gee, well, shit. Well, too bad we didn't know each other. We had uh, yeah. we had bought extra tickets, actually. Oh, I'm going to hit you next. Yeah, my, my, my in-laws live in Jersey. And uh, so we actually we were down there for Heroes and Villains Fan Fest. And then oh. we got snowed in and we missed it. So we were going back down for the next one. And oh, uh, yeah. thankfully, both of my brother-in-laws are fucking uber nerds. And we all get along and talk about this stuff all the time. Like We oh, just talk about like Star Wars. My brother-in-law, Alex, loves Mythbusters when you said that. I, I'm oh. going to send him that link immediately because he's going to go nuts. Um, oh, if he, I, I'm amazed that he wouldn't know about it. I mean, anything tested or anything yeah. on YouTube. I mean, Adam does post stuff. I'm not even joking. Every other day, something like that. And his wow. one day builds of him like making like lightsabers or Barbarella's uh, weapon. Uh, uh, he made this. Uh, yeah, the Barbarella's rifle. He, took, he saw a picture on a promo thing and said, I want that. So he sketched it out and built the thing. And it was just, and he did a brilliant job of doing it. It just, just, just watching him work. And they, they, and it's not cut and scenes type stuff. They, they actually watch him sanding stuff and going to the next part and cutting on a board. I mean, it's, if you like nerdy stuff, you see that. That's amazing. Um, yeah. If, I, so you're in New York City? Yes, sir. If you Real ever – on. Oh, nice, nice. If you ever find yourself in Montclair, New Jersey, I got to meet, meet for the show this wonderful guy named um, Jeff Beck, and he owns an awesome comic book shop called Eastside Mag. So anyone in Montclair, go to that place because it's oh, yeah. a really nice guy, and the shop is awesome, and it's wait, very wait, community-oriented. When you find a comic book shop like that, you've got to go to it. And, yeah, uh, he's got like bands there. They have movie nights. It's like because my in-laws are in Bloomfield or Belleville, so every time I'm in Jersey, I always stop in there. And oh, it's that's just, awesome! Such a nice guy, and like it's I just man, I just it's it's such a cool world. And Providence, such a small little city that a lot of people might not know tons about. But God, I literally have a comic book shop walking distance from my apartment that opened up like last year. <gasps> nice. Yeah, oh, like, man. I was, Talk, I whenever I talk to people from New York, you're in Brooklyn, so it might be a lot more cultured. But like, I live I live within like a five minute walk of two record, like you know, vinyl record stores, coffee shop, and a comic book store on the same road. Wait, so 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 they're making a mil- mini uh, Williamsburg up there? Is that what they're trying to do? As you said that joke, I'm like, yeah, that's actually what Broadway is. It, is like, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. 
I think I live in what would be called, I don't know, where do the uh, aged hipsters, but I'm not a hipster, but the aged non-hipster hipsters live. That's the neighborhood I'm in. I think I think Williamsburg is turning into that now. Uh, yeah. I think Park Slope, Brooklyn and uh, stuff like that. That's that's yeah. where more more hipsters and we have all the lesbians here as well. Oh, hey, got to love everybody. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Love- oh, no, no. This this is the capital. This is actually yeah. per capita. I think it's the highest capita in like the world or in the I, United I, States. It's such a stupid statement, but I really do love New York. I, I always have a ton of fun whenever I go there. I love this place. I mean, uh, when I was in Alaska, I told another thing I told my mother, I wanted to move to New York City. I spent, oh God, 23 years moving here. 20, no, 26 years moving here. Uh, and I finally made it. So I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, so of all the places you lived, is it your favorite? Uh, no, actually. my fa- <laughs> Believe it or not, my favorite place was Stockholm, Sweden. I kind of expected – you said – I was like, yeah, probably Sweden. Uh, so it's, it's supposed to be amazing. The chocolate. Uh, no, that's Switzerland. Oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> Such an might, American. <laughs> we're we're going to be editing that out of the podcast. Uh, but <laughs> uh, no, uh, what I love about Sweden, especially Stockholm, is the entire city is basically on around water. And there's bridges and there's all these beautiful places. I mean, um, I would love to say tell you that the women are terribly ugly and you don't ever want to go there, but I'd be lying to you. Um, uh, but no, the, the place is amazing. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. Alcohol is so expensive. You need to mortgage a house for it. But uh, other than that, it's probably one of the most beautiful cities I've been in my life. That's excellent. Um, yes, yeah, so as we start to wind it down, um, is there anything we missed that you want we want need to hit on? Uh, no, I mean uh, we did. I mean I definitely would, loved coming in and talking about the game. Um, uh, if if any if anybody really wants to go and check out a uh, little Cthulhu, oh, uh, you, they better. Yeah. Oh, they better. Yeah. Or I'm going to come <laughs> through this podcast. Uh, but no. Um, it, you can go and look up Little Cthulhu, or you can. Uh, we made a, a really cool URL. It's tiny.cc forward slash Cthulhu, and you can get there too. Um, and just check it out. Go and see if you will have some fun. If you enjoy the art or you enjoy the stupidity of this podcast, you know, throw a dollar in there and uh, make, make a, 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 a gamer happy. Well, that's awesome. And so where can people find uh, you and your studio and all that wonderful stuff on the internet as well? Perfect. Uh, Well, we're Devolution Studios. Uh, So devolutionstudios.com. That's two E's in the de-evolution. On Twitter, we're uh, devolution underscore studios. And I'm sorry, that's Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm devolution stud. Yeah, it's stud because studios wouldn't fit. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll be Devolution stud. But that that's pretty much what we have. Oh, that's excellent, man. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. This is a, this is a lot of fun. Oh, um, definitely. Thanks, thanks, Scott, for setting this up. I was happy that he even thought of me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, um, this is an absolute blast. No, oh, sorry. Uh, you, uh, the weirdest thing about these things, these podcasts, is like you, you're, you're, it's not biodirectional, so you can't really interrupt somebody. It's the weirdest fun, fun thing. <laughs> Finish up right now. All right, well, have a good rest of your evening. Hey, you have a good one, my friend, and thanks a lot. And I will, uh, I'll see, I'll send the picture over Skype right now.